Yes, you did it. You managed to do that lucid dream thing, you know, when you're dreaming and can suddenly become aware of yourself. You can do anything you want in those dreams. Have magical powers. Move things with your mind. Ride a flying bike. Fish while sitting on a small cloud. Awesome. But, yes, unfortunately, there's a but. No matter how epic the world of dreams may seem, there are a few things you might want to avoid. You're in a house, but you're not sure if you're dreaming or not. There's a road, a thick forest behind it, and this house. Hmm. The house is old, but very neat and clean. Now you're standing in a long hallway. To your left, there's a beautiful retro-looking living room. Why not check it out? The sunlight's gently seeping through the curtains. It looks magical. Red vintage sofas, a thick green rug, a coffee table, two big bookcases, an old piano in the corner, plants near the windows. Hmm, who wanders those if no one lives here? Ah, never mind. Hey, check out this standing mirror right next to the piano. Slowly, step by step, you start walking toward it, wondering what you're going to see. And stop right there. The first rule of lucid dreaming is to try to avoid doing activities that make you feel too emotional. The mirror might reflect a different and pretty distorted version of yourself. You might not like what you see. What if it's someone else looking back at you? Or you realize your hands are unnaturally long, your face is unrecognizable, or there's someone standing behind you. A mirror in a dream is definitely the worst way to find that out, so try to resist this temptation. Once you're a lucid dream pro, you can give it a try. Now, you move on, checking out other things in the house. Suddenly, a thought pops into your mind. If this is a dream, where's your real body? No, don't go down that road! Try not to think about your body. If you do, you risk losing focus. The house will vanish and you'll wake up. Once you're in a lucid dream, you should try to pay attention to your surroundings. Anything else, especially thinking of yourself lying in bed, bye-bye, better luck next time. Okay, you're still in the house, focused on the things in the living room, not on your body. Time to move on, check out some of the other… Wait, stop! You suddenly became very aware that you're in a creepy old house all by yourself. Why did you go in? What were you thinking? You start to feel extremely uncomfortable. What if someone lives here? So far, you've only been in the living room. You turn around and go back to the hall. Okay, the door you came in through is still there, but there are some wooden stairs over there. You can't quite see where they lead to. Did it suddenly get a bit darker? Is the sun going down? Ah! All of your biggest fears start popping in your head. You suddenly hear snakes hissing, and is that the sound of some giant animal? A dinosaur, maybe? Oh no! Is there a chicken in here too? Your biggest phobias all gathered in one place. The ground starts to shake. You panic and turn around to flee. Oh no! The door's gone! You take a step, fall into a bottomless pit, which brings me to the second thing to avoid. Try not to think about things that scare you or make you feel uncomfortable. 
We're all curious about scary scenarios, but your subconscious controls your dreams, and it knows all your suppressed fears. One tiny detail can escalate quickly and turn a nice, lucid dream into a nightmare, or even wake you up. It might not be such a bad thing. So, you bring your focus back to the nice things in the house, and the darkness disappears. Okay, good. The door's back, too. You walk outside, back to the main road. Ah, it's a beautiful day. Oh, is that your old high school friend? Great, you were just thinking about her the other day. This'll be a great chance to chat. Ah, stop right there. When it comes to lucid dreaming, the fewer (laughs) real-life places or people, the better. Lucid dreaming can make you feel like it's all real. It's not like you're going to wake up and think you actually talked to that person. But your subconscious will memorize how you felt about it. That can be a bit confusing if you end up meeting her in real life. Lucid dreams can create (laughs) fake memories, which can lead to all sorts of real-world issues. So, the house, the road, the thick forest next to it. Did your mind come up with all that by itself? Of course! Giraffes aren't usually so tall their heads poke through the clouds. You can't normally fly up to pick up an apple from that top branch. And elephants don't really wear awesome necklaces and earrings. Your dreamland doesn't have any limits. Hey, enjoy it while you're there. If you don't, you might end up inside a boring dream, where you slept through your alarm again. You could even have a lucid nightmare. Or maybe they're the same thing. If you get too excited right away, your lucid dream could finish too quickly. Yes, lucid dreaming is like the best VR simulation ever. So, duh, that's why you want to make it last. Sure, you can fly, see an epic waterfall, have magical powers, slide down a rainbow, enjoy a tropical paradise with coconuts and palms, but wait, wait, wait. Relax and try to stabilize your dream before you jump into any of that stuff. Start it off slowly with things that are more normal, like a road, house, meadow. Oh, hey, look, cute little rabbits and a deer. Much better to start your dream off that way. It takes some time to become skilled enough to do all those crazy things without waking up. You want it to be amazing and not just meh boring or frustrating, or worst of all, end too soon. But also, keep moving. Don't aimlessly wander around. Forest, road, house, blah 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 sounds interesting at first, but eventually you should move on to more fun things. Make a plan. In lucid dreams, time goes slower than it does in reality. So use it well. Don't try too hard to control everything in your dream. First off, that takes a lot of practice. And second, let some things surprise you. Hopefully, not some phobias hidden in the dark corners of your subconscious. Keep your eyes open in the dream. How else are you going to see all the wonders of the dream world? Closing your eyes a lot can be a sign to your body that you want to wake up. It's helpful when you're stuck in a bad dream and can't make those scary creatures go away. But if you're in the good place... Don't spend too much time in your dreams, lucid or regular ones. They all happen during your REM, rapid eye movement sleep phase. In non-REM sleep, your eye movements, heart rate, and brain waves gradually slow down. 
And then, bam! REM phase comes around and your brain starts having fun. More than half the world's experienced lucid dreams at least once, but few people can actually control them. Maybe that's not a bad thing, because knowing there's a place where you can do literally anything you imagine, whew, you might start to lose touch with reality. But when you're there, don't leave anything on your bucket list. How about flying? You're at the top of a high mountain, thick, fluffy clouds are all around you. Where's the ground? You look down. Wahoo! In your dream, you're not afraid of heights. You feel adrenaline pumping through your body. Hey, go for it! Jump, spread your wings. Oh, by the way, you now have wings. Or what if, like me, you want to swim deep down into the ocean? You're on a small boat. You take a few deep breaths, feel the crisp air penetrating your lungs. One final inhale, you crouch down and splash! The best part? When you're dreaming, the salt water doesn't sting your eyes. Imagine dark labyrinths, deep, deep underground. They're full of hidden dangers and unexpected discoveries. Get your flashlight and let me take you on a tour of the spookiest caves of all time. And the first destination on our list is Cathedral Caverns in Alabama. Originally, this place was called Bat Cave, but it was later renamed because of what it looks like. As you approach it, you can't help but notice its huge entrance, measuring 126 feet wide and 25 feet high. But this grand entrance is just the beginning. Inside the cave, there are some of the most beautiful formations nature has ever created. One of the most famous of them is probably Goliath, a giant 45 feet tall stalagmite with a circumference of 243 feet. Other amazing sites you might want to visit include a caveman balancing on top of a flowstone wall, a frozen waterfall, and a forest of tall stalagmites. You're probably curious, how did such an exciting place make it onto the list of the scariest caves out there? The thing is, the sheer size of the cave is still unknown, and only about two miles of it are mapped and open to the public. But the cave can and does show its dangerous side from time to time. For example, the directors of the 1984 sci-fi movie What Waits Below filmed a lot of scenes in Cathedral Caverns. But during the shooting, 17 cast and crew members got carbon monoxide poisoning and had to be immediately taken to a hospital, barely avoiding serious consequences. But let's move further to Moaning Cavern in California. What makes it particularly creepy is the bizarre breathing sound. It's produced by water dripping through bottle-like openings at the base of the cave. If a person who's unaware of the nature of this breathing comes close, this ominous respiration might cause them to steer clear of the place. On the other hand, these moaning sounds might have evoked curiosity in some adventurous souls. And usually, it didn't end well. Researchers have found the remains of more than 100 prehistoric people who fell down the cave's 410-foot chasm around 13,000 years ago. These days, you can go on a tour around the cave, but no deeper than 165 feet into the vertical opening. 
If you're feeling particularly bold, you can rappel down. But you'll still have to exit using a gothic-looking wrought iron staircase. Be careful not to slip. It's a long way down. The next cave we'll visit is ominously called Hellhole. You can find it in West Virginia. It's notorious enough to inspire a few horror movies. Despite its name, the place is chilly, but no less creepy for this discrepancy. The average temperature inside the cave is 47 degrees Fahrenheit, which makes it the perfect home for a large variety of bats and other rare cave-dwelling inhabitants. In fact, in the winter, the cave accommodates about half of the world's population of Virginia big-eared bats. These are critically endangered and highly vulnerable creatures. But it won't stop a chill from running down your spine once you see a cloud of 20,000 squeaking, wing-fluttering bats. Bell Witch Cave is a relatively small formation located in Tennessee. And despite its innocent appearance, it serves as the focal point for an equally fantastic and terrifying story. According to the legend, in the early part of the 19th century, the farmer and his family suffered from the mischief of a ghost. It made a lot of noise at night, ripped sheets from beds, and even physically attacked the farmer and some of his family members. Eventually, the farmer passed away, and a vial with unknown black liquid was found next to him. Some people believed that the ghost had somehow poisoned him. Soon after that, the spirit left the farmer's family alone. Locals were sure the ghost had returned to a cave near the farm. They also believed the mystical creature promised to return when the time was right. Even today, local inhabitants report strange occurrences happening around the cave. They swear they are linked to the ghost, once taunting the farmer's family. I bet that no matter how skeptical you are, the cave will make your skin crawl. And this is Wind Cave in South Dakota. At first glance, it might seem that there's nothing super scary about this cavern. No roiling mass of bats, no ancient remains or toxic gases. But the cave is home to a blood-chilling and very rare geological feature. Nowhere else in the world will you find a more extensive network of boxwork calcite. How did Wind Cave create the perfect conditions for the boxwork remains? It's still a mystery, but what you do notice is that this boxwork resembles a massive spider web a bit too much for comfort. Even though it's just a geological anomaly, it's hard to look at the boxwork and not imagine tons of cave spiders skittering along those thin strands of hardened minerals. Now, let me take you to a place that seems to be out of this world. There's nothing mysterious or dangerous about this place, but it's kinda unique. Life inside this cave has been isolated from the outside world for about five and a half million years, and it does show. See for yourself. Because of such long isolation, the conditions inside Mobile Cave are like nowhere else in the world. Despite a severe lack of sunlight inside the cave and the toxicity of the air, a unique ecosystem is flourishing there. The cave is located a few miles west of the Black Sea in Romania, and it was first found in 1986. 
These days, you can only visit it if you have special permission. But even if you have it, the central caverns are guarded naturally by super narrow limestone tunnels and vertical shafts. So, those who are familiar with claustrophobia shouldn't enter this place. In the depth of the cave, the air has twice less oxygen than the air outside. It contains a lot of carbon dioxide and hydrogen sulfide, which means it's not the freshest air you can breathe. It's also pitch black inside the cavern. But despite, or should I say, thanks to, this cocktail of extremely harsh conditions, the site is a true goldmine for biologists. Life seems to be booming here. In a 1996 study, scientists identified 48 species living there. 33 of them are unique to the cave. Most of the creatures inhabiting the cave are tiny. They have long limbs and antennae, helping them navigate in the dark. They also have no vision and lack pigment, which makes sense. Why would you need to be able to see if you live in total darkness? And why would you need to be pretty and colorful with no one to see you? Now, get ready to explore one more cave. No less amazing, but very different. This is the Giant Crystal Cave, AKA Cave of the Crystals in Mexico. These massive crystals were found in 2000 by a mining company after the water was pumped out of the cave. Two miners then entered the drying cave on foot and saw the crystals. These awe-inspiring crystals are actually massive gypsum pillars hidden 984 feet underground. Scientists estimate that the crystals could have been already growing for half a million years. That's why many of them are so long and wide that you can walk across them. Unfortunately, visiting this wonder of nature is impossible at the moment. But maybe it's for the better, since Giant Crystal Cave is a dangerous place that can easily turn into a trap. For tens of thousands of years, it was filled with groundwater, which was originally pushed upward into the opening by a magma chamber located in the depths of our planet. The magma under the cave kept the water hot, but eventually the temperature of the water dipped below 136 degrees Fahrenheit. As a result, the water started to fill with calcium and sulfate, whose particles began to recombine into gypsum. And then, white-tinted crystals took over the cave. And since they stayed underwater, they were able to keep growing. To see the strangest and scariest thing hiding in swamps, you need to go to France, to the nature reserve of Sting. If you go to this place alone, unaware of what awaits you, you will remember what you'll see there for the rest of your life, and it will haunt you in nightmares for a long time. So, imagine you come to these marshes by car. It's early morning, nature is waking up, and a cool breeze is blowing. You carefully go through the grass and come out to the green swamps. At this moment, you notice a silhouette. The creature is on the shore, leaning over the water. It looks like a human. It's squatting. Its legs are long like those of a grasshopper, and its thin arms resemble tree branches. This skinny creature is completely covered with mud and green algae. It's sitting right there, and it looks much bigger than you. You slowly step back in horror, hoping the strange swamp monster won't notice you. Then you see another similar creature lying on the grass. There are several of them. Your heart is pounding so loudly that you're afraid the monsters will hear the sound. 
Unfortunately, you managed to get into the car unnoticed and drive away from there. You've just seen Homo algus, swamp creatures that consist of algae and mud. Yes, they do look creepy, but don't worry, they're not alive. They're statues made by one architect. She wanted to show the importance of swamps in the natural world with the help of her creations. People associate swamps with something terrible, but in reality, they're huge reserves of fresh water and a habitat for thousands of living beings. Life starts and ends in swamps, and of course, loads of scary myths and fairy tales appear around these places. The sculptor decided to combine natural features and creepy folklore into these statues. The color, texture, and coating of Homo algus change over time with the surrounding landscape. The next mysterious thing is the one you can only see at night. It's a strange, rare phenomenon called fool's fire or spooky lights. So, you're driving along a highway between two small British towns. The moon is shining brightly and you decide to go off the road and wander around a swampy area. You leave the car and notice a strange orange ball floating right above the water. This ball flies in different directions and seems to lure you closer. Perhaps it's a person with a kerosene lamp calling for help. Two more balls appear next to it. You get scared. Don't try to go in their direction. Otherwise, you'll get into a trap. It's dangerous to walk through the swamps. For centuries, people have seen this phenomenon. Many went towards such balls because they thought it was someone who needed help, but those who approached fool's fire never came back. Previously, people thought that these were some mystical creatures from another world, but today, science can explain the nature of this phenomenon. Bioluminescent fungi and algae grow in swampy places and can glow blue in the dark. From afar, they can create an illusion of an orange ball. Wind and water shake these algae, and it seems like they're flying through the air. Also, swamps contain many plant materials, grass, clay, leaves, and branches. All this decomposes and releases methane. As soon as this substance comes into contact with the air, it ignites and rises in the form of a fireball. Now, we're in Alabama, near the town of Prattville. Here, there are swamps that are popular among teenagers. Young guys and girls come here to meet with phantoms and some fantastic monsters. Of course, these are all fairy tales and legends people like telling each other. But sometimes, locals hear a strange noise coming from the swamp's depths. It sounds as if something heavy falls on something solid. So imagine a small town, curious teenagers, creepy tales and legends, and a place called Bear Creek Swamp. All these are the perfect elements for an excellent horror movie. And here's how it could start. In 2014, the county sheriff was driving between towns on a dirt road past these swamps. It was Tuesday morning. From the corner of his eye, he noticed something strange sticking out of the green water. He stopped the car, got out, and saw a creepy picture. Bamboo stakes were sticking out of the swamp, and 21 dolls were impaled on them. Most of them were porcelain. They looked expensive and antique. Indeed, this collection was worth a lot of money, but someone left them in the swamp in such a terrible state. Their faces and hair were covered with white paint, as if someone wanted to erase their smiles and eyes. The sheriff decided it was some kind of sinister Halloween joke and thought nothing of it. He returned to the office and told his colleagues about his discovery. Then, one of the police officers took a photo of the dolls and posted it on the internet. It became viral. 
the locals began writing to the sheriff's office, expressing their concerns. What if it was some kind of ritual? Who did this? How long will the dolls stay in the swamp? After this kind of reaction, several officers took a canoe and sailed for 30 minutes to get to the dolls. They couldn't identify their owner. The only clue was a logging company that owned the territory. The police tried to contact them, but no one answered. So they decided that if the owner came, they would return all the dolls to them. There's nothing mysterious in the most terrible things that swamps hide. These are not some mystical creatures or strange objects. I'm talking about crocodiles. And now, we will go to the one place where they pose the greatest danger. This is Ramri Island in Southeast Asia. While passing through these swamps, you won't see anything suspicious at first. But soon, you will notice that everything has become quiet. Too quiet. You'll hear a strange sound as if something is moving in the mud. The swamp around you will begin to stir. And then, you'll understand that this is not mud and water. It's crocodiles' backs. These creatures are almost impossible to notice. You count several dozens of them. Each of them can reach 23 feet in length. This is almost twice the size of a passenger car. And their weight is slightly less than a ton. One reptile can bring a lot of problems, and dozens can cause absolute chaos. They are patient and extremely fast. They hide in the swamps and then suddenly attack you. Fortunately, there are almost no crocodiles on this island now. But in the last century, there were many of them here. In the 40s, crocodiles came across a group of thousands of people who didn't expect that giant reptiles would be waiting for them. Only a few of these people managed to get out of the swamps that day. In the Guinness World Records, this event is described as the biggest human disaster caused by animals. Let's move on to the most unusual, but definitely not the most terrible finding. It's called Swamp Ghost, and it's a big plane. In the 1940s, the pilot made an emergency landing in this swamp. He was flying over Papua New Guinea and hoped to land in a wheat field. Unfortunately, he didn't notice a huge swamp because of the poor visibility. The pilot and two other crew members survived the hard landing. They left the plane and were cutting their way through sharp grass for two days. All this time, they were walking through the swamps, fighting off millions of mosquitoes. Finally, they got to dry land. Locals noticed them and took the pilots to their village. After that, the survivors sat in a canoe, went down the river, and reached the road. Everyone forgot about the plane. It lay in the swamps for about 30 years, covered with mud and algae. It became a local landmark. Then, in 1972, several guys from Austria accidentally discovered the aircraft, took some photos, and posted them in newspapers. At that moment, the plane became famous. In 2016, an American rescuer dismantled the plane and pulled it out of the swamp. 